Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. Hello, I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group, and welcome to Sam Says. On today's episode, we sit down with Lisa Dugan, Senior Director, Government Relations and Channel Partnering from HHA Exchange to discuss EVV and how it can be used to improve member care. But first, let me welcome our host, the Sam and Sam Says, Samantha Oldsfry, CEO of I'm Hip. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing well, DeRondel. How are you? I am also doing well. A question that I always love to ask you, weekend is upon us or shall be soon. Uh, what's coming up for you and your family? I am trying to bake some pies. I have a friend who became a master pie maker last year, and I'm, I'm going to give a few of his recipes a whirl. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. That sounds, we're going to have to circle back and check in with you to see how those recipes worked out for you. Absolutely. Uh, Let's welcome in our special guest. Uh, again, we have Lisa Dugan, Senior Director, Government Relations and Channel Partnering at HHA Exchange. Lisa, welcome to Sam Says. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you being here. And before we jump into today's discussion, same question for you. Weekend is soon upon us. Uh, anything upcoming for you that, uh, that you're looking forward to this weekend? Well, I have the privilege of helping a family member move into a new house this weekend. So um, always fun to get family together and, and help out that way. So that's what we have going on this weekend. Um, but I, I like Sam's uh, pie making adventure. I'm curious what kind of pies. We're doing apple and pumpkin. Sounds um, great. Wonderful, wonderful. So as I said, we're excited about today's discussion. So, so Lisa, we'll start with you. Um, what is EVV? Can you give our listeners a quick 101 about what it is and why it's important? So EVV, electronic visit verification, provides a structured and technological means to gather visit information related to non-clinical and clinical services delivered primarily within a home, but sometimes in a community setting as well. Um, EVV was mandated through the 21st Century Cures Act passed in December 2016 for Medicaid personal care services and home health care services with a focus on combating fraud, waste, and abuse. Uh, as we see EVV being implemented state by state, we are seeing many other benefits of this requirement, and most importantly, the, the use of EVV data to ensure Medicaid members are getting the intended services and care that they need, um, so the right care by the right individual at the right time. Thank you so much, Lisa. I think outlining the, the foundation of EVV is critical because you and I... Um, you know, we've been in this space for a while. EVV, you know, this acronym, it's just been part of our nomenclature for so long. But to, to folks not in the Medicaid or the home care space, it could be anything. Um, but it is really critical. Can you talk a little bit about what the the kind of data that EVV captures and, and specifically why that matters? Sure. 
So um, have to count on my fingers. There are six data elements that are uniformly captured to remain in compliance with um, the Cures Act mandate. So um, they are type of service, date of service, the individual receiving the service, the location of the service, the individual providing the service, and then the beginning end times of the service. And these are all usually gathered and they're obtained through uh, an electronic means through a clock in and clock out feature. So again, the Cures Act certainly brought the intent to the forefront to tackle fraud, waste and abuse uh, historically connected with these types of services. But the concept and the technology was not born out of the mandate. There were many stakeholders already using EVB within the healthcare industry who recognized um, the importance of having more visibility into these services and the impact these necessary services have on member outcomes. Uh, EVV, through the collection of visit data, allows those responsible for the delivery of these services to gain valuable insight into home care network performance, compliance, and ultimately the quality of member care and the impact that care has on the individual's health and as well as overall population health. And that's so critical because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do with home care is improve the quality of life of our Medicaid members and really keep them in the home. And so having that data, being able to make it actionable with our care plans and our care coordination is just absolutely critical. And so I, I'm just so glad that you've stressed that, yes, this was born out of a conversation around fraud, waste, and abuse. But what we've seen through its implementation is that it offers so much more um, than, than just combating fraud, waste, and abuse. And to that end, can you talk about some of the best strategies you've seen for engaging provider agencies and adopting EVV and training their caregivers as this has, you know, starting to be implemented across um, various states? Sure, sure. So uh, getting providers and their caregivers and staff to adopt and even enhance EVV and the required shift in process and technology is, is definitely a challenge. And especially in our current pandemic landscape, um, where unfortunately we have a massive caregiver shortage. So it truly does take a lot of focus and commitment on behalf of payers to successfully implement uh, an EVV strategy. Uh, the most important strategy we at HHA Exchange have seen is communication. So uh, give you an example, one of our MCO partners, uh, um, when EVV came in, to play, they established a dedicated provider adoption team that distributed communications, called providers, offered training resources, and they did all this from day one. Um, and this was pre-COVID uh, when this was implemented. So we also worked with the MCO to schedule in-person full-day training workshops to fully educate the providers on EVV and the platform that they would be using to collect the data uh, while also giving them resources to use to educate the, their caregivers and staff. The open communication uh, through this process not only built trust between the provider and the payer, but it set up a consistent and reliable channel throughout the implementation for the provider to rely on in getting answers to any questions that they may have. 
And I think that's critical, that, that idea of building collaboration and partnership, as opposed to making the provider agency or the care workers feel as though, you know, this is being thrust upon them, um, but really that it that it's a partnership and that it is a tool that can be beneficial to all parties. Most importantly, of course, the member at the center of that and the quality of care that they get. You talked a little bit about that partnership. You know, how... You know, how are payers and providers creating that? And how is that driving EVV success in, from your experience? So payers and providers should, they should continue to look for ways to connect the dots um, to form a cohesive home care ecosystem at the community level that supports um, person-centered approach. Recognizing that one size does not fit all goes a long way in embracing the power that EVV brings to the ecosystem through choice and flexibility. Um, so supporting technological solutions that can easily integrate an open model solution, providing that connection that enhances communication and oversight and visibility from the various stakeholder vantage points. Um, this all leads to higher adoption and compliance. I also think having a more balanced approach um, behind the intent of EVV, rather than strictly looking at it, at the connection that this forms as, as a means to combat fraud, waste, and abuse, but rather placing more focus on the built-in operational efficiency and enhanced member outcomes that have resulted from a successful EVV transition. I, I think having that mindset can really go a long way. And I, I couldn't agree more, Lisa, because when we think about, let's just focus on home care. I know that EVV is used beyond that, but when we think about home care, here are vulnerable Medicaid members, um, seniors or folks with disabilities, and somebody coming into the home and caring for them and making sure that their needs are met. They have such valuable information. Um, and, and a big piece, a big part of our conversation is those social determinants of health. And how that impacts care, we know that that actually drives approximately 80% of our healthcare outcomes are all social determinants of health, completely separate and apart from sort of that physical, you know, what's your blood pressure, et cetera. How can EVV help sort of collect and share that information with care teams? Because I think that's something that's critical to tap into to make sure our care coordinators at the Medicaid health plans know what's going on. Um, especially because that home care worker, you know, that they're in the home multiple days a week. Um, that's a real valuable, um, potentially untapped resource. Definitely agree with you. And uh, each and every time a caregiver enters a member's home, this is an opportunity to gain valuable. And now with everything we know about social determinants of health, critical non-clinical information that can make a huge difference to a member's overall health. Why not take advantage of the proximity of the caregiver to the member within their home and maximize uh, this time to gather social determinants of health-related observations that could ultimately end up initiating a timely referral for help before something like food insecurity or housing insecurity starts to make an impact, a, a negative impact on someone's health or um Perhaps we're not even aware that it, it's already creating some um, issues with their health. 
Uh, again, placing the focus and the importance on the member's overall health should provide support and incentive for adopting social determinants of health member observation reporting, which undoubtedly uh, is a natural extension of EVV. Uh, in our world, uh, it's all considered home care visit data, uh, regardless if it's those six mandated uh, data elements or social determinants of health information that can be gathered. Um, and that ultimately drives better home care, which equals better health. I love that. Like you're collecting this data. How have um, other plans utilize that EVV information to sort of promote quality of care? Like I'm kind of seeing how those dots are connected, but can you you know, explain to our listeners why this data and how this data actually promotes that quality of care? Sure. Most home care, there's a, there's a schedule involved, obviously, um, especially with the shortage of caregivers. Um, you know, we, we need to maximize the use of our caregivers. And so um, when a caregiver goes into a home and collects the, the, the uh, solutions that are out there to collect the EVV information, um, that data comes back to the payer or to the agency, the provider agency, and it tells the payer and the provider, is the, are the services that were intended for that member being um, deployed to that member? And, and, you know, was the caregiver on time? Is, is, is the caregiver routinely late to a visit? Um, and, and then looking at that further down the line, we can take that one step further and, and know if, if a caregiver may be late often. To, is that affecting that member's overall health? Are services not being performed because there's not enough time for, for a late caregiver to perform those services? So it really gives a lot of visibility to a payer or a, a provider of their network. And I think that's critical because right now what the payer, what the health plans are often receiving is how meant the, the time period in terms of like 15 minutes, you know, the increment of, of how long the home care worker was there, but not really necessarily appreciating, you know, when were they scheduled? Were they there on time? Right. Um, and, and so understanding sort of have a, having a fuller picture allows us to provide additional supports if needed, to augment the care plan, and, and to really take that data and turn it into action. Um, all of this from, you know, as we walked through, it just sounds like it, it's such a benefit. But what you and I know is it's absolutely, you know, a challenge as well. Change mm -hmm. is, you know, always hard. There are always hurdles. Um, and I feel like there are definitely challenges that that people aren't talking about with regards to implementation of EDV, because it's it's not a simple implementation. Can you talk about what that biggest challenge from from your vantage point is, um, and why we should focus on that, and maybe talk about it more so we can better tackle it? Yeah. Um, again, I think what we're seeing is is um, provider adoption. It is a big challenge. And, and, you know, providers today of all kinds uh, are under a lot of stress, uh, especially in our pandemic world, right? And so um, trying to get them to see this new technology as a means for them to help member outcomes and, and be a critical component 
of, of getting uh, better outcomes for our members. It, it's tough because it's it's one more thing added, you know, added to their plate. Um, their focus is is to be there and take care of the members and provide the services that have been authorized for the member. Um, not necessarily make sure that they tick off on their EVV uh, app whether or not those services were provided or not. But but um, we're getting there. I, I think as we we really fold the caregivers into the process and they realize how critical they are to um, the end goal, which is better enhanced member outcomes. I, I, I really think adoption will really not be such a problem down the road. Okay, I think that's a great point for us to wrap the conversation. Uh, Lisa, we greatly appreciate you being here on this episode of Sam Says, and hopefully you will be willing to come back and join us in the future if you don't mind. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you much. Sam, before we wrap up, anything from this conversation that really jumped out at you that uh, you will perhaps track as we head forward from this point? You know, Lisa highlighted in our last point and it made a connection in my mind I hadn't made before that, you know, EVV, once it's fully appreciated and they see the and home care workers and agencies see the benefit of it, um, the, the adoption will improve. It reminded me sort of, of what we've seen in the clinical space with electronic health records. There was a resistance at the beginning as well, but now so many clinicians, I think, really couldn't imagine practicing without that EHR. And then from a member perspective, I couldn't imagine not having a portal with my doctor, not having all of my records. And so I think as adoption, you know, does pick up, we're going to see more and more providers um, see the benefit in it rather than sort of the the barrier. And so I'm excited for that because I do think there's a lot um, of untapped information that'll be critical for care coordination and healthcare outcomes for our most vulnerable members. Okay. That's a great point to close it out on. Um, a special thank you again to trusted partner HHA Exchange and Lisa Dugan for taking time to talk to us about their specific care coordination work today. If you enjoy what you've heard, I encourage you to visit the I'm Hip website at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net to learn more about what the association is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one today. I also encourage you to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner like HHA Exchange, I encourage you again to visit the I'm Hip website to learn more. On behalf of Sam and the team at I'm Hip, again, I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sam Says. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>